Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. And how are you guys doing today? Happy Sunday. My name's Danny. Go ahead and have a seat if you'd like. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. What a great day it is as well. It's beautiful today, and we get to enjoy being together. And you are in for a treat today because uh, my friend Sean Tavacoli is here. And we, we became friends a few years back. We spoke at a youth camp together, which really sucked for me because he's a really good speaker. And I was like, I'm speaking, and then he's speaking. He's on fire, this guy. He's fired up. You're going to get fired up. But it's more than a hype thing, you guys. I want you to know this guy's the real deal. He's living it. He lives in Walla Walla, Washington, and he is a full-time volunteer for his church. He also makes money at another job, but this guy is all in, and he's pastoring people and doing amazing stuff up in Walla Walla, which I don't even I, – I, I didn't know where that was until I met you, Sean. But we are blessed. I know I've been trying to get you down here for a few years to come speak to us. So can we just give a warm hope welcome to our friend Sean Tavacoli? just been so blessed on being here, being in Santa Cruz, and like Danny said, I'm from Walla Walla, so if you've never heard of Walla Walla, Walla Walla is like Pasadena meets Napa Valley, and the catchy saying is like, Walla Walla is so nice that they named it twice, so it's it's awesome, it's a, it's a beautiful place to live, uh, there's over like 189 wineries in Walla Walla, so it's like the wine capital of Washington, some of the best wine in the country is in Walla Walla. So it's actually a fantastic place to live. And we've been doing ministry there for the last six years, my wife and I. We met about three, or we got married about three years ago, but we were friends for a couple years before we got married. And it's just amazing. I love my wife. Uh, She's at Coastlands right now with the baby. So she really wishes she could be here, but maybe she'll come at the 11. So if you guys are wanting to get, you know, if you want to double dip, you can come to the 11 too. And if you're at home, we're just so happy to have you join in live with us. I'm really excited to be sharing with you. Just give you a little, like, snapshot of who I am in my life. I didn't grow up a Christian. My parents weren't Christian. My dad and mom met because my dad was her drug dealer in San Francisco. And, you know, unfortunately, I lost both of my parents, my mom, about a year and a half ago and my dad six years ago. But I... I honestly believe that they parented my brother and I the best way that they could, but God had a plan for my life regardless of who my parents were, and at 16 years old, my life radically changed for Jesus. 
I knew at 16 years old that there was more to life, that there was purpose for me. And then around 18, I felt this call to ministry. I went to Life Pacific College, uh, Life Pacific University now, and graduated there. And I've been doing ministry ever since I was honestly like 19. I turned 30 this year, so pray for me. I mean, I'm, I'm leaving my 20s, going into my 30s, and it's, I feel it. You know, I'm the oldest in our, in, like, in our community of friends in Walla Walla, so they've been calling me 30 for the last, you know, five years because I've been always the oldest. But now I'm actually going to be 30 in the next month, so really excited about that. But Danny asked uh, me to preach a message for you about living on mission. And the reason he asked is just because we have a really unique situation in Walla Walla. Everyone on our staff is full-time volunteers, and we have always tried to strategically place ourselves in our community on how can we be a light in our community? How can we reach the most people in our community? And that was just really being in the workplace, and that really helped us a lot to just you know, rub shoulders with our small community. We have about 30,000 people in Walla Walla. So it's kind of a place where you go to the same coffee shop every day and you're going to run into the same people. So it's really, really awesome as a pastor that I get to build relationships with my city, with people that are not even going to our church. And so it's really, really cool. Um, I've had several different jobs. My first job when I moved there, I, I worked at a pizza shop and I slanged pizza every day. And I smelled like pizza every single day. But I met literally every single person in that town. And it was awesome. Then I went to Starbucks and met even more people. Worked there for about a year. And then I was at a middle school as a security guard for three years. So that was awesome. So at this point, I pretty much know everyone in this small town. Because there's not many schools and there's not many people. So, And for me, I'm like, I love people. So I'm going to be like meeting every single person and try to remember their names and develop some kind of, like, relationship with them. And after, through the pandemic, you know, my wife and I thought it was good for me to, you know, transition our job. And I, I'm now selling real estate full-time. And so it's been really, really great just doing both ministry and, you know, helping people find houses. It's been, it's been super fun. But he asked me to preach living on mission because regardless of what my job is, I really believe that it doesn't matter because our mission still stays the same. So the title of my message this morning is Shine Bright. And I want you to tell your neighbor, just say, Shine Bright. Shine Bright. We're going to be in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up to that. And if you don't, you can just follow along on the screen. I believe we'll have it you want to follow along with me, we're going to start at verse 14. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Would you pray with me as we enter into this? Father, we love you. And God, I thank you that it's shining outside, and even though it's the Super Bowl today, people made church a priority. 
before they started planning for the Super Bowl tonight. So God, I ask that you would open up our hearts, open up our eyes, open up our ears, so that we can hear, see, and receive everything that you have for us this morning. And all God's people said, amen. So my first point today is this. Shine bright and light up. Tell your neighbor, you need to light up this morning. You need to light up this morning. I think it's really fascinating when I'm reading the words of Jesus, and he starts off, he, he's sharing, give you some context. He's, he's in the Sermon on the Mount, give, sharing one of the greatest sermons of all time. Jesus is laying down what morality should be like for the world, especially as a follower of Jesus. And he says this, you are the light of the world. And I read that and I go, what the heck? I thought, Jesus, you were the light of the world. And by no means am I saying that we are greater than Jesus or anything like that, but he has a plan to partner with you, not only to partner with you, but to shine through you. When we accept Jesus into our life, the Holy Spirit makes a home inside of us. And through that process, he shines through us and he rids away all the darkness that's in us, right? And we shine instantly. The moment that we give our lives to Christ, there is a light in us that is illuminating everywhere we go. We shine bright. We light up. Not at our own doing, but simply because of what Christ has done for us. He has the audacity to say that you are the light of the world. God is a fan of light. He is. We know that he's a fan of light because the third verse in the whole Bible, he says, let there be light. He uses light throughout all of scripture, Old Testament and new, and he is talking about how light pushes away the darkness. And it's something to be excited about because for me to know that wherever I go, no matter what situation I'm stepping into, I'm shining already just by spending time with Christ. You are who you hang out with, right? And I truly believe that, a, that this thing that we do, we just, it's not just about us coming to church. It's about us being in relationship with Christ, right? So the more that I spend with Christ, the more that I'm going to look like him. This verse in um, John 8, 12, it says, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying that I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So if I stay consistent with my relationship with Christ, what will happen is I will continue to shine brighter in every situation that I step into. Not for my own glory, but when people see me, I don't want them to see me. Because without Christ, I'm just darkness. I'm lost. I'm helpless, I'm sad, I'm full of anxiety, I'm full of depression. But with Christ, there's hope, there's purpose, there's a future, there's light. And when there's light, there is life. And that's what Jesus did when he was, everywhere he went, he brought life 
to people by showing them love and light. He was the light of the world. And as we are in relationship with him, he says, you are the light of the world. Shine bright and light up, he says. Don't just stay dark. Step into the new identity Christ has freely given you. Amen? My second point is shine bright and stand out. Tell your neighbor, stand out. Stand out. Check this out. Matthew 5, 14, the rest of this verse. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. So, give you some more context. The city here that, that Matthew is alluding to is he is alluding to um, Jerusalem, or it could be any elevated city. So I want to encourage you that Jesus might be actually calling Santa Cruz to be a city on a hill. It's calling this faith community to be a light, to shine bright, to stand out, so that when people are just driving through this church, I mean, driving, driving, I don't even know what the street is right here, but as they're driving down, they see hope. They see purpose. They see a community that's living on mission and understanding that they're not just here just going through the motions, but they understand that there's purpose for their life and they're not going to sit on the sidelines but stand out. Me, in my uh, line of work, it's really, really easy for me to um, blend in, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever bought in or sold a house, but it can be a really, really emotional process. People <laughs> really, really are attached to their houses. And I, I, you know, my wife and I, we're looking to buy this year. And I have to remind myself, and it's really more just like a pep talk for me. It's like, listen, with real estate, you can't just, we can't be emotional. We have to trust that God's leading. And when I'm talking with my clients, there's a lot of people within my industry that don't have the values of being morally sound or ethical in situations because there's a lot of shady things that can happen in real estate. But as a faith-filled believer, as someone who understands the value of shining bright in a dark world, it's imperative that we stand out. So I'm praying with my clients. I'm pointing them to Jesus. This is not just like a transaction that we're just trying to like have accomplished. Like, I want people to see Christ in every single thing that we do. Because it's so easy to just go through the motions and put Christ on the, on the side. But no, he says, you are the light of the world. Would you shine bright, light up, and stand out? Because it's so imperative, because you, we see in Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, it says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the thick darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to be the brightness of your rising. 
This world, as we've seen over the last couple years, we've seen a lot of darkness, amen? A lot of brokenness, a lot of things that have honestly just wrecked my heart. And not only for the unsaved and the people who are not following Jesus, that's a given, but like there's also a lot of Christians who are hurting during this time and struggling and fighting this tension with light and dark. And I'm, I'm truly, truly convinced that in order for us to shine bright and stand out, we must deal with the darkness that's inside of us. And that darkness is just sin that we choose not to deal with, choose to not acknowledge. It's stuff that we just like, oh, I'm just going to keep going, keep going through the motions, keep trying to figure it out. Ah, uh, you know, maybe out of sight, out of mind. No, there's, there's areas in our life that God wants us to give to him. Not only does he want us to give to him, he wants us to reveal it so that he can heal it. You can write this down. God won't heal what you won't reveal. So as if we want Christ to move in our lives, we have to be open-handed about everything. We have to let him be the Lord of all of our lives. Lord means decision maker. So for us, God is calling us to shine bright and to stand out. But for us, we have to deal with the darkness in us so that he can illuminate through us. Amen? It's so amazing that Jesus offers us his Holy Spirit to live and make a home inside of us. But who is the Holy Spirit? He's the great counselor, the great comforter, the great teacher. He convicts us. And we have to be in relationship with him in order for us to deal with the stuff inside of us. And as, as the more that we give to Christ, the lighter we feel, lighter we feel, and the more light we bring out, not from our own doing, but because Christ is doing a work in us. Amen? Uh, my buddy, uh, he's a pastor in San Diego. His name is Benji Horning. And uh, we've done, we did ministry a, a little bit together. And one of the things he said to me, and it's just, I, I, I just don't, I can't ever forget it. It like, really just is one of those things that I always go to. And it's just a value that I live by. Um, because one of the tendencies with darkness is it's so easy for us to be in secret, right? But God really wants us to reveal it to him. So he says, when things are in the light, there will always be life. But when there's things in the dark, that will literally just create more darkness. And then that sin will automatically lead to death. The beautiful thing is, is when we give these hurting areas over to Christ. Christ begins to move through the Holy Spirit and bring life to you. And in turn, you too will shine bright and stand out. God wants us to stand out and make a difference. He doesn't want us to be tucked away in our faith. He doesn't want us to be afraid to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. It shouldn't be a weird thing for us to say. But I want to encourage you if you say you're a Christian, we have to show that we are Christ followers. Because there's a lot of people who say they're Christians, but don't really live it out. And so there's a really bad taste in people's mouth when they say, yeah, I'm a Christian. 
It's important for us that we show the the glory of what Christ has done in our lives. So it's like less talking, more, God, just prove it. Prove it to me. Jesus says this um, to the disciples. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. Right before he gives the disciples the Holy Spirit. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. And really what that's saying is that that obedience is not just a one-time thing, like, okay, God, I give you my life, but it's obedience not in the big things, but also the little things. Like, I want people, when they see me, that they see the living word of God flowing through me. Not because I'm just preaching to them and giving them every Bible verse I know, but because my actions are saying it. I'm just shining bright and standing out in the midst of people's lives so that when they see me, they go, man, Sean, there's something different about you. My dad, he was um, born and raised in Iran. And um, so he grew up Muslim. And when I started following Jesus around 18, 19, he came to me and he said, Sean, you look, you're, you look different. And I'm like, what do you mean, Dad? Like, I'm like 19 years old. This is about 10 years ago. Sean, you look different. And I said, What's go- wh- what do you mean by that, Dad? And he said, you're like glowing. And I'm like, what? And I'm just like talking to the Lord. What's going on? And he goes, I'm showing him me through you. I just want you to know that, like, the power of God in your life, just know that when the Holy Spirit's living in you, that's God in you, God, living inside of you. Everywhere you go, every person you talk to, they have an opportunity to see Christ. My professor in college, her name is Karen Tremper, she says this, you know, you might be the only Bible someone ever reads. You might be the only Bible someone ever reads so it's imperative that we shine bright and stand out amen lastly shine bright and light the way in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven god shines through us and lights the way We are called to light the way for others by reflecting the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. So when we follow Jesus, there's going to be opportunities where we run into people and point them to Christ. When I, uh, when people ask me questions about the Holy Spirit and, you know, there's such a division in the church regarding the Holy Spirit just because there's been such a poor way that he has been um, demonstrated to the world. There's just a lot of division. I'm not going to get into that. But I just really try to make it simple. The Holy Spirit's favorite job is to point every single eye back to Jesus. And as us as followers of Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, I am convinced that that too must be our favorite job. So we are called to shine bright and light up. Shine bright and stand out because Christ took a stand for us on the cross. But not only that, 
Jesus rose from the grave. And he says, go. Go and do this. Go and make disciples. Go and share the good news of what I've done for you. Shine bright, my church, and light the way. It's crazy. I was... I thought I was saved. I, I, I truly believe that Christ changed my life at 16, but like from 16 to 18, I had no direction. I had no one teaching me how to read my Bible, no one teaching me how to pray, no one showing me what to do. And at 18, I had a, a friend that was 19 and said, hey, do you want to come to church with me? I, I came to church with him. Not only that, this family, like, took me in. I ended up, like, moving in with them at 19 years old because my home situation was just so toxic. I lived with them, and I learned how to follow Jesus. They showed me the way. This family was a light. They were, a li they were showing me the light of Christ. They were shining so bright that I, too, had to shine bright because we are who we hang out with. Right? That's why community is so important. It's why who we surround ourselves really can make or break us. But at the same time, we have to remember that Jesus spent a lot of time with people who, who wanted nothing to do with him. Who were so far from him, doing things that we would never do. But yet he lit the way for them to follow him. That's what we are called to do too. When we are in relationship with people. Maybe it's in your workplace. Maybe it's at your job or within your family or with extended family or with your friends. I want to encourage you, don't be afraid to light the way for them. Don't be afraid to show them the greatness of our God. Amen? Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I got another verse for you. John, 1 John 1.7 But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. I encourage you today to not just go through the motions. I want to encourage you that it doesn't matter how much. You don't need to have this thing figured out. I'm still learning. I have a Bible degree, and I'm still like, God, teach me your ways. There's no arrival with Christ. We are all in process. We are all growing. We are all learning. But I want to encourage you, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Would you light up? Connect with Christ and take this identity and know that who he has created you to be. He's created to shine his light through you and me. But don't just be a light in the corner, under a basket, underneath your bed, tucked away in your closet. Stand out. Stand up. Be the difference. Be the change you want to see in the world. Lead. Light. Be 
Lastly, you're going to have so many opportunities, and I promise you, if you pray this prayer, God, give me an opportunity. There will be an opportunity today for you to light the way for someone who may be far from Christ. I love the heart for these three locations is to find and follow Jesus. Just remember the, the beautiful moment that you had with Christ and when you met him and how that process happened. Just know this. God wants to use you to do the same. And you don't have to be a pastor to do it. It's just our life mission. It's who God has called us to be. So go, shine bright, and light the way. We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers and donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831-800-2060. Thanks again for tuning in.